Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Easter celebration. If you're visiting us this morning, you are very welcome, and we hope that you enjoy this time with us. It's lovely to have Alan back with us, uh, and it's great to have Neil uh, playing trumpet for us this morning, so you are all very welcome. Our service will be led by our minister, Katrina, uh, and as always, uh, everything you need to follow the service is both on the printed order of service you were given as you came in, and also on the screen. We will also celebrate an informal communion as part of this service, and everyone who's trying to follow Jesus is welcome to take part. There will be some activities for little ones in the Kelvin Suite opposite, so if there are any wee ones, who'd, or any bigger ones, who would like to go out, please feel free to do that. Just note, there is no evening service today. Next Sunday at 11am, Katrina will lead our service here in the hotel, uh, and our evening service will be in Calvinside Hillhead Church. These are all our notices. Thank you, Anne. As Anne said, our service is um, a bit informal today as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus in story and in song. Um, what I'm going to suggest, rather than keep stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down at quite frequent intervals, if we stand for the hymn, pull back the dawn of the pull back the veil, and, it, and then remain seated until we reach Thine be the glory, I think that would be really good. If anybody does decide to go out and do crafty stuff, if you could come back um, before we do the prayers, that would be really helpful. I might nip out and, and grab people and, and drag them back in at that point, because it would be great to be together to share in the prayers and the communion. And if anybody walks in at 10 past, well, whatever happens, happens. So let's begin by singing the first hymn, Pull Back the Veil on the Dawn of Creation.
And so we will come to God in prayer. And as we have a number of visitors, I'll just remind everybody that when we get to the Lord's Prayer, please feel free to say that in whatever language and whatever version feels the most normal and natural for you, especially on this day of days when we celebrate with people the world over. So let's pray. God of new beginnings, it is so good to be together this morning, to celebrate the new life and the new hope that comes from Christ's defeat of death and evil. It is good, after the busyness of our everyday lives, to have a few days at a slower pace, with the hope of sunshine and refreshment. It is good to reach the end of the long journey through Lent and to discover once more the mystery of resurrection. God of new beginnings, we are glad that your demands for justice are met in mercy and love. We are grateful that we can admit to you our faults and our failings without fear of rejection or retribution. But rather, you promise us forgiveness and a fresh start. Help us as we begin today to know the blessing of your grace in our lives and to align ourselves ever more closely with the example set for us by our friend and saviour Jesus, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The divine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever.
be using stories and songs to help us enter again, or maybe for the first time, the mystery of that first Easter day. And we're invited to do so honestly. If we're confident in our belief, that's great. If we are full of unbelief, that's fine too. We enter just as we are. And we can do this because this is a story of real people. These are stories of people just like us. Just a reminder, if at any time anybody wants a break and wants to go and colour or make things, feel free just to quietly move next door. And so our, our stories and songs are going to be shaped around um, a song, and in between each story we will have a verse of that, but please remain seated. My name is Joanna, and my husband, Kusa, worked as one of the chief stewards for Herod Antipas. So it is fair to say we were quite well off. But life wasn't always great because I was often unwell, and we spent a lot of our money on different physicians. Then one day, we heard about a man from Galilee and with nothing left to lose, we went to see him. And you know, since that day, I have been completely well. Better than I was ever before, in fact. Akusa, my husband, was so grateful, he agreed that I could help to fund the work of this Jesus. And so we travelled with him from town to town. Soon, I got to be really good friends with a woman called Susanna and Mary of Magdala, who Jesus had also helped, as well as getting to know many other women disciples, including his own mother, Mary. We dearly loved Jesus, and we were overwhelmed with fear and confusion in those last days when everything seemed to go wrong. We had stood there at the cross with his mother, Mary, watching as the life ebbed from his broken body. When Joseph of Arimathea offered us the use of his new tomb, we followed the sad procession from Calvary and watched as a stone was rolled across the entrance 
and then we made our way home again to spend the Sabbath preparing spices and perfumes that we could take with us once the new week began. So we got up really early that morning. We didn't want to risk that anybody would see us or follow us. So we set out before it was light. And it was just us women, carrying our jars of spiced ointment ready at last to tend the body of the man we loved as a brother. I have to admit, we hadn't thought very much about the practicalities. Who was going to roll the stone back or how it would be and, and hadn't even thought at all about how bad it might smell. We just knew this was something we had to do. And as we came to the place where the tomb was, we stopped short. The huge stone had already been rolled back. My heart was beating so hard, I was sure it could be heard by everybody. Who could have got here before us? We looked at each other and we looked around, but there was no sign of anybody. And then there they were. Two men standing right next to us and asking why we were looking for the living among the dead. They said that Jesus had risen. They said he'd even told us that this would happen. Well, we were very confused. And then we kind of did remember that he had something, said something like this, but we just hadn't understood it. We laughed. We wept. We looked at each other in complete disbelief. I pinched myself hard to be sure I wasn't dreaming. We picked up our spice jars gathered up our skirts and hurried back to the town to where the remaining 11 disciples, Jesus' mother and all the other, fo other followers were staying. Mary of Magdala was our spokesperson. She marched straight up to Peter and told him everything. He laughed in her face. It's true, she said. It's true. And she told him again. His face said it all. He turned aside to the men and mumbled something about hysterical women. They didn't believe us. Not one word that we said. But here's the thing. He still pulled on his sandals and wrapped his cloak around him as did some of the others. And they raced off to see for themselves just what was going on. As for me, I know what I saw. Well, I know what I didn't see. Thank you. 
I don't have a name. And for most of history, people assumed I was a man. And now they think I might have been a woman. They think I might have been the wife of Cleopas. Well, whoever I was, and frankly, it doesn't matter whether I was male or female or something else. What matters is I was there. And I know what I saw. It had been a horrible few days. We came to Jerusalem for the festival, just like we always did. And this year, it was going to be extra special. We'd heard that Jesus, the Galilean, had ridden into the city on a donkey, creating quite a stir. And people were beginning to say, do you think he might be the one? Do you think that maybe, just maybe, Messiah has come? Just maybe, perhaps, he will be the one to redeem Israel. I can't tell you how excited I was to think that we could get close to him, to stand on the edge of the crowd and listen to his stories. Maybe he would do one of his wonders. Maybe he would heal someone. I actually dared to hope we might get close enough that I could speak to him. I could never have guessed it would go the way it did. We had had a lovely Passover dinner with our relatives. And we headed into the city full of excitement. Only our way was barred by Roman soldiers leading out criminals to be executed on the hill called the Skull. <sighs> we muttered impatiently. We didn't realize that right here, right now in front of us, was Jesus himself. And by the time we did realize what was going on, it was too late. The sad procession had made its way out of the city. It seemed wrong to go and watch the execution, so we just went back to where we were staying. This morning, we heard something crazy. The women amongst his followers said they had been to the tomb and discovered his body was missing. They even said, you're not going to believe this, but they even said they had seen angels who said he was alive. <sighs> to be honest, I just don't know what to think anymore. I just want to get home away from all the noise and kerfuffle. I didn't notice the man who crept up beside us, and I nearly leapt out of my skin when he spoke. Incredibly, he did not have a clue what had been going on. And he asked us what we were talking about. 
And then, do you know what happened? He took over the whole conversation, even having the audacity to tell us that we were foolish, that we were slow to believe. Well, I have to say, in the normal run of things, I would have challenged that. I was just too unhappy, way too unhappy. He started talking about the ancient promises, prophecies, saying that all the way from the time of Moses, every prophecy led to this point. It was, it was interesting. It really was interesting to listen to him. And before we knew where we were, we were home. And he went to, to carry on walking. And we thought that would be very rude of us not to say, look, it's getting late. Please come and have a meal with us. So we went in and the meal was prepared. And then, as is our custom, we said to him, would you like to give thanks? So he stood up and he picked up the bread and he said a prayer and he broke it. And I looked at Cleopas, and Cleopas looked at me. It couldn't be. Could it? Was it? We turned. But he'd gone. Slipped out of the door, I guess. But we knew. Oh, I knew definitely, more than I could ever have dreamed of, I had seen Jesus. I had spoken to him. And what's more, he had been in my house at my dinner table. We didn't notice that it had gone dark. We raced back to the city. And our hearts were pounding as we hammered on the door to be let in. And there in the corner were some of the women. Joanna, Susanna, and Mary of Magdala. Now we shared their secret joy. And I think they saw it in our faces. In the hubbub of excited conversation, we found out that when Peter ran to the tomb, and found it empty that morning. Later on, he too had seen Jesus alive. And then there he was, again, in the same room as us. And nobody dared to speak. He explained again from the scriptures and he told us, stay here for now. But when the time is right, I want you to be my witnesses throughout the whole world. Nobody knows my name. Nobody knows if I was young or old, male, female, somewhere in between, married, single, but it doesn't matter. My sorrow is gone. And now I believe.
came in this morning, hopefully most of you at least found a foam butterfly on your chair. If you didn't, you can perhaps find one somewhere else if you would like one. And there is an opportunity, if you would find that helpful, to use those as a symbol for your prayers, for our prayers this morning. And you can take them away with you after the service or not, whichever you prefer. Um, you might like, once you have completed expressing your prayers in words or in, in symbols, to lay them on the cross. But you may wish to take them home. Either is totally fine. We also have some stickers of butterflies, which could be added to the cross. It would be lovely to transform it into a sign of life and hope filled with butterflies. Whatever you choose to do is totally fine. As we pray, I will mention some topics which may be helpful, but they are certainly not exhaustive, and you are free to pray as you feel led in the way that is comfortable for you. And if you really feel you'd like to speak something aloud, that's totally fine too, and it doesn't matter if I speak and somebody else speaks at the same time, because God can make sense of it. So... In symbols, in words, in stickers, in silence, let us come to God with our prayers for the world of which we are but a tiny part. From the Baptist Union of Scotland Prayer Diary, we remember before God Crookston Baptist Church and their pastor, Darnell. Crown Terrace Baptist Church in Aberdeen, and our many friends amongst the membership there. Coldothal Christian Centre. The Reverend Al Nicol, and all women and men who serve in military chaplaincy. This week, BMS World Mission invites us to remember the most marginalized of people groups and has a number of countries which we are invited to think about. People of all faiths and none in Chad. In Nepal in India and in Afghanistan. <coughs> People in Uganda, in Guinea, in Mozambique, 
and in Zimbabwe. As we think more widely of our world, we think about those situations we have heard about in the news. The fire at Notre Dame in Paris and the very different responses that has evoked. The complex political systems across Europe. For those mourning the death of Lyra McKee and the people of a city called Derry or London Derry. For the people involved in climate change protests, whether protesters or police, or people starting to wonder. And especially on this day of resurrection, our thoughts are with the people of Sri Lanka as news breaks of Christians killed as they attended Easter services. We pray for those who are known to us, who are unwell in body, mind or spirit, for those unable to leave their homes. We pray for those we love and for those who love us. pray for ourselves in our own needs. God of new life, as the jewel-colored wings of the butterfly stretch and then flutter to carry the renewed life forward in hope and expectation. May our prayers, those we have written, those we have symbolized, those that have been spoken, and those in the silence of our hearts. May our prayers, like the butterfly, be harbingers of hope and of realization of new life in our world. Amen.
It didn't happen anywhere important. It was just a home in a village called Emmaus. And it really wasn't anything special. Just an evening meal hastily put together. But in the blink of an eye, it became life-changing. This isn't anywhere important either. It's just a room in a hotel in a city called Glasgow. And, and this isn't anything special. It's just some gluten-free bread and some grape juice. And yet, for us, they're powerfully symbolic. At the end of a long day, tired disciples invited an unexpected guest to bless their meal. And at the end of our Lenten journey, we invite the unseen host to bless our remembering. Just hours before his death, we are told that Jesus took some bread, blessed it, broke it, and said, this is my body, which is for you. And just before they left the upper room, he took a cup of wine and said, this is my blood spilled for you. Just hours after his resurrection, Jesus took some more bread and broke it. And sorrow became joy. Risen Christ, present among us and within us, as we share this bread and this wine, and as we remember your story, may we all be filled with new hope, new joy, and all-surpassing peace. Amen. Thine be the glory, risen, conquering sun. Endless is the victory thou or death hast won. <laughs>
it's me again, Joanna. I felt I just needed to say a couple of things before we go our separate ways. As that first resurrection day drew to its close, as we sat talking long into the night, trying to make sense of everything we'd seen and heard, we knew our lives had changed forever. We were still bewildered. We were still not sure what it all meant. And we were terrified that somebody would open the door and it wouldn't be a friend, it would be armed soldiers come to arrest all of us. It took a long time for us to feel brave enough to go out into the world and tell other people the stories of Jesus. And of course, some people didn't believe us, but some of them did. And there were arrests, and there were killings, and it was very, very scary. But we kept on, one day at a time, one step at a time, because we knew deep within that he was always with us and that he would stay with us to the very end of the age. One more step along the world I go, and it's from the old I travel to the new. Keep me travelling along with you. From the mystery of Easter joy into the messy reality of everyday life, assure us that you really are with us every step of the way, now and always. Mm -hmm.